0: Well, good afternoon, and thank you once again for joining me for Business, the Law, and You. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up with you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a look at one of our Harvard Business Review tips. This particular one is when you're annoyed by a co- colleague, take a look in the mirror. We're also going to be having our chat with Christina, who's down in Melbourne at the moment, judging a uh, startup uh, competition of ideas, and we're going to have a look at some of those startup ideas. But right now we're going to pop over to charter, uh, chartered accountant Tony Vidray and see what's going on in the tax world. Good afternoon, Tony.
1: Good afternoon, Gillian. How are you?
0: I'm well. Thanks for joining us again this year.
1: If, oh, if I'm annoyed at a colleague, and I, I would have, I would look in a mirror, but mine cracked a few years ago, so <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to see anything.
0: Oh, okay. Well, obviously, you don't get annoyed anymore.
1: No, oh, no, no, I'm past all getting annoyed. <laughs>
0: Dealing with the tax office, you probably have many challenges. Ah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. The cost of uh, illegal phoenixing activities is the is our starting point. I mean, first of all, what are phoenixing activities? I
1: thought Start talking about this. There was a, a report um, prepared late last year. We didn't get time to fit it into um, to your program before Christmas last year. But um, one of the accounting firms was um, engaged to, to to look at phoenix, phoenixing and how much it actually costs the economy as a whole. Now, a phoenix, as we know what the uh, the actual bird um, is, it's it's named after the particular bird who dies and then gets um, resurrected well, out stupid. of the ashes. Yep. Um, it, it, in a business sense, it essentially means that. That someone essentially gets rid of a company or a structure to defeat creditors um, and avoid creditors, but then they'll, they'll go and set up an almost identical company and start from scratch. So it leaves people, you know, having their grievance against the old company which doesn't exist anymore. And um, and of course, you know, this this has a massive wild effect to the economy, to mm. creditors that are un, that are not paid, um, to employees who lose money under lost entitlements, and uh, and also the government. Who uh, never gets their GST or uh, or uh, cash collection. So this particular report has shown that the shortfall um, any, in any one year is somewhere between two point eight billion, in round terms, three billion dollars mm. to five billion. It's an enormous amount of money, and it's and it's one that is, uh, as I say, the flow on effect, and it could be devastating to a lot of um, you know small businesses mm. that that sort of supply chain. So people are relying on on payments, and um, sadly, you know, some of these. Creditors down the line, or people that are owed money, you know they they end up losing their houses over yeah. some of these things because it so so the government are getting serious about these sort of things, and there's a raft of um, recommendations that they're currently considering, and one of them is to make some new offenses um, to prohibit any sort of creditor defeating um, transaction so one of the one of the gems is that you know company a is is under in a little bit of trouble, so they they transfer the assets out of Company A across to company B for a very low under market value and then they leave Company A to fall over and Company B continues trading. That's the whole idea of these Mm, mm. these financing activities. So they want to actually make specific offences around that, which includes jail time. Um, They want to allow liquidators to actually be able to claw those back and follow the trail of assets and and recover those sort of properties. Um, They want to stop directors from backdating resignations, which I always thought was fraud. Mm. Or even, or Mm. even leaving a company with no directors—that's an interesting one, um, which they're starting to talk about. Because ever since 1998, where um, the Corporation Act was changed and they allow um, there to be a sole director, sole secretary, they're actually now saying, "Well, you can't resign if you're the only one left." It's like, um, (laughs) but musical chairs—you're the last one left as a director. Um, The last person can't then resign and leave the company with no directors. There has to be actually,
0: unless they die.
1: Unless they die, correct. Yeah, yeah, which is an interesting way of defeating creditors.
0: It's <laughs> well, a bit, that's a, right.
1: extreme. <laughs> It's a bit extreme. if you have the if that's part of your planning mechanism. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's one of the things that they're thinking about. And they're also thinking about, um, you know, they're, they're extending more and more these income tax liabilities, GST, um, you know, luxury car taxes, wet liabilities, all these sort of things – of the company to making the directors personally liable for this. Mm-hmm. I think eventually we're going to have a situation where pretty much directors are going to be personally liable for everything. For everything anyway. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah. that's an interesting one. So that's that's what it cost us. Okay. Um, but on the other side now, there, there's been an interesting task force that's been created that I thought you'd be interested in. It's called the, the e-commerce um, task force. Now, this thing was set up in 2016, and the government allocated $680 million as a budget to this task force to go and have a look at complex areas, unique structures, um, the high end of town, the big company, large public companies and the, the high wealthy individuals. Um, well, last year, this task force has raised $3 billion in tax liabilities against large public companies and then mm. a further $1.8 billion raised against wealthy um, individuals and private groups. So there's... Now, that's what they've raised in assessment, so I don't know of that how much will be disputed and Excellent. how much will end up going to court and how much they'll end up um, settling on, so there's always it's always going to come back from that. But I thought, wow, this task force set up in 2016 with a $680 million budget and they've gone and raised assessments oh. for $4.8 billion. I think, they're, um, I think they're paying for themselves.
0: And it does show that they're now starting to focus on some of these bigger, bigger organisations, doesn't
1: it? And I think, look, that's been a, a big criticism of the, um, of the governments that they, that they attack the small business holder and the individuals and they, they leave the big end of town um, alone. Well, they're not leaving the big end of town alone mm. at all. In fact, there's another thing that I've read about, and I haven't actually got it in front of me, but um, one of the other thing, things that the tax office and the government are thinking about doing is is starting to rate um, taxpayers, mm. um, which I find very interesting. Any of you listeners have, have watched a, a show on Netflix called... Um, Black Mirror, speaking of your mirror, yeah. there's a show on, on Netflix, write this down, Black Mirror, and there's an episode in Black Mirror called Nosedive. Yeah. Make sure you watch it. It's, set, it. it's set in the future, and it's a very interesting social experiment type thing as you look at it today. But every in, in this show, every interaction between people is rated Okay. Your rating in society um, it depends on how well you get on with other people in your society. Now, interestingly, in China they've already started to introduce this. If you're a good citizen, your likelihood of getting a loan is higher if you have a higher yeah if you're a good social citizen. So you know it's a real futuristic you know sort of thing to to talk about. But the the AT and the government are already starting to talk about that in relation to taxpayers and what their thoughts are is look if you're a good taxpayer. Your pay liabilities will leave you alone. If you start to to edge and you start to be a little bit riskier, we're going to start putting people in your organisation and audit you um, constantly. Mm. The large organisations you can expect, they call it an an engagement. We're going to engage with you on a constant basis depending on what your attitude is towards the, the tax system. So it's a really, really interesting way to say that, you know, OK, the government are doing nothing about this. They are going to be in the face of a lot of large multinational organisations to do stuff in real time to make sure that, that they're not doing, they're not shifting profits and doing all those sort of things. So it's a very, very interesting development, I thought.
0: Interesting. And and just quickly, you've got a report on the black economy.
1: Yeah, yeah, something I actually didn't know, there was another report late last year that, um, that one of the task force um came up with a recommendation, a lot of recommendations. But the one that caught my eye was um, they want to ban sales suppression technology, which i I'm very naive about this. I didn't even know that this stuff existed. And it's, if you remember the old days um, when, of radar detectors, remember people used to have radar detectors? In fact, I think a radar detector is referenced in the movie um, The Castle. Daryl Kerrigan's driving okay. along and, yeah. it, and it went off. So they, they were banned. You can't, yeah. you can't have those. So this is similar where if you have some software... Which stops the recording of sales in your online software and online cash register. Um, that's
0: actually now banned. Okay, oh, well. <clears throat> I don't, I'm sure people haven't got that anyway.
1: No, we, we, got, we, only, we only
0: have good, uh, good exactly. tax base there. All right. So, uh, well, next month we might have a chat about the uh, Banking Royal Commission, eh? Oh, I
1: think so. It'll give me it'll give you a month to absorb what's actually going, <laughs> come out what's of What's going on? Yeah, well, that's
0: ha- it. Have a good month. We'll chat with you next week. Next month. Happy
1: New Year to you. Thanks,
0: Julian. Thanks, Tony. Bye bye. Tony Vidray there with some interesting points. Uh, looking at that uh, phoenixing and uh, time to pop over to Christina from down there in Melbourne. Good afternoon, Christina.
2: Good afternoon, Julian. How are you?
0: I'm very well, and uh, I believe you're enjoying a nice startup co- uh, competition of some sort.
2: I am. I'm actually judging on the Paws Fest competition. Paws Fest is an amazing festival. It's spread over Federation Square, different different areas in Melbourne, all about the start-up community, all about um, innovation, all about creativity, a big emphasis on creativity. But, um, again, as we've been saying for quite a few, um, you know, sessions on the radio, businesses, you really need to align yourselves with a global grand challenge, uh, one of the United Nations grand challenges, the startups that are out there are absolutely amazing, and they're all working towards solving humanity's grand challenges, which are, you know, we know around education, environment, um, medical, agriculture, etc. So we've listened to some amazing ideas, uh, but they're not only ideas. Most of these startups have got MVPs. Some of them have got first or second seed um, funding. So it's quite remarkable what's happening out there. So they're not
0: the just ideas; they they're actually putting it into practice.
2: Yeah, they are. So, <laughs> put it well. You know, some of them have got a, a few million dollars worth of seed funding already, so yeah. which is absolutely amazing. Very, uh, very much um, pointed in the energy field. So, environment, energy. Okay. Heard heard from an amazing company this morning, Emmy, around uh, what they're going to do to uh, bounce carbon credits back. We've heard from a group called Deloom who have a, a system where they can actually have solar panels in units. So they're mm-hmm. you know units for tenancy. They started off uh, you know doing it doing solar paneling for tenancy, which is the market for that is absolutely mm-hmm. remarkable. Mm-hmm. But the savings, energy wise, environmental wise, carbon credit wise, what that's going to bring is is you know crazy really. Uh, some some other kind of startups in different areas. There was a, a Bindy Map. They're actually making mobility initially for people with vision impairment take take to another level. They're, so they've got a um, a system. Where you have your phone and a device, where you could, it will actually guide you around places where there is no map for. Mm. So, you know, I could be walking down a a tunnel and it will tell me not to walk two paces to the left because there's a garbage bin there, or it will guide me, you know, in a, in a bathroom. I'm, when you think about public toilets, which must be the most frightening. I know it's not a great thing to be talking about on radio, mm. but it's you know one of the one of the most difficult to navigate places for people with vision impairment. This app is just going to make it. So much easier and they're only starting with vision impairment, then they're going to different levels. Um, you know, some guys working in technology that's going to uh, coach you in different sports um, and coordinate muscle movement. So that whole muscle repetition that we know works when we learn things by muscle repetition uh, and, and we, you know, program. So my mind immediately went to where does that go when we're looking at things like um, paraplegia, quadriplegia, you know, that's another tool with AR and VR if you've got this, this whole, muscle memory thing happening what inroads can we create to make people's lives better everywhere
0: and you must be quite challenged with all of these good businesses trying to uh, to judge
2: oh, them you are not kidding it is really difficult um, we as as the global in, impact challenge for singularity U, our guidelines are quite um, strict you know has to solve humanity's grand challenges has to have has to be using uh, exponential technologies so our, our criteria is quite but, the overall competition which we are also judging it is remarkably difficult
0: Mm. Mm. and it's good to hear that all of this is happening in australia
2: it is and these these tech startups um, and startups that are coming out of this country and are doing it with such little support julian so we really need to open you know let's go back to the investment that places like israel make in Mm. their startups compared to the investment that australia makes into its startups per capita dollar per capita You know, Israel is something like $12.97 last time I read it. I'm sure it's changed. Australia was down to $2 something. Mm. Um, So remarkable difference. And we're wanting to export. We're wanting to create all these innovation hubs. We really need to put some muscle behind behind what we want to do.
0: Right. Well, thanks for your time. Uh, We'll let you get back to your judging, and we'll have a chat with you again next week.
2: Look forward to it, Julian. Have a great week.
0: Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina there with uh, some very interesting points of some of those interesting subjects or, or interesting businesses coming out of Australia. And as she says there, we do need to get some support. Time to have a look at one of our Harvard Business Review tips. As we said earlier, this particular one is when you're annoyed by a colleague, take a look in the mirror. Sometimes you work with someone you just don't like. Maybe your colleague rubs you the wrong way, disagrees with you constantly, or is arrogant and entitled. Before you start pointing figures, take a look in the mirror. Consider how you might be contributing to the problem and try to objectively assess what you may have done to escalate the issue. Or ask a trusted colleague for their perspective. The goal is to test your assumptions. You may think it's all the other person's fault, but that's rarely the case. What you're reacting to may have little to do with the other person and more to do with your own history. It's a possibly the sorry it possibly the person reminds you of an obnoxious sibling or an old rival or maybe you can be a bit of a control freak and your frustration comes out from being unable to call the shots if you can understand what you're bringing to the situation you know better how to address it I think we've all been in that situation sometimes so maybe we just got to look in that mirror. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at uh, uh, some of the things going on in the tax world, the uh, e-commerce crackdown on, uh, uh, on uh, raising extra revenue there, the cost of illegal uh, phoenixing activities, some of those businesses that uh, go, into, go into liquidation and then start another one exactly the same. Hopefully we can get our fingers on top of that one. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to talk talk about mediation with lawyer Dr. John Woodward. Yes, he got his PhD and he's now a, a Dr. John Wood, Woodward. And we'll be having a chat about uh, the value and importance and power of mediation in uh, difficult circumstances. We'll have our minute on innovation with Christina and probably hear some more stories from that particular Judging that she's doing, and we'll have some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for Business, the Law, and You at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Henry Ford once said, when everything seems to be going against you, remember that the aeroplane takes off against the wind and not with it.